The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. Amen, Brother Joe. I appreciate that. I apologize for my voice tonight. It's uh, it's gone this every year about this time. The allergies hit me, um, but so far it's just my voice, so that's that's good. Um, but turn with me over to Romans chapter twelve. Had some thoughts on my mind for uh, a little time now, and I'd like to share it with you. Romans uh, chapter twelve, and we'll look um, at verse six. And I just want to lay the groundwork before we go into this. Um, over over in Ephesians, uh, the Lord compares his his relationship with the church to a husband and a wife, and that's the that's the passage where we get that that wives are supposed to submit to their husbands and husbands are supposed to love their wives. Uh, and it says, even, even as Christ loves the church. So the church that we have here, that we're experiencing right now, this visible kingdom, it's something special to the Amen. Lord. Okay, Amen. It's something that we can come in and have uh, a little shelter uh, right. from the kingdom of this world. Right. Um, but He didn't just set this kingdom up. He didn't just set this church up when He was here and then leave it. Right. He, is, right. he has given us things right here now to take care of us. And so what I want to look at here is the gifts that He's given to the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want you to notice that the context here, He's not talking to the preachers at right. this point. I, think, I, feel, I feel like there's another uh, place in the Scripture where He's talking about yeah. the preaching gifts. Uh, but this is talking about the, the, the body of the church. That's right. This is... This could be uh, preachers, but it's also every single member. Amen. Amen. That's right. And also, as we go through it and look at these these gifts, uh, I'd like for you to also realize that you can have more than one of these gifts. That's right. Often, people will have two or three, or maybe all of them. Um, I feel like a preacher should have most of them, if not all. Amen. Um, but you're you're probably going to maybe recognize one of these. You may you may see a few of these gifts out among us. Uh, you may see a few in yourself. And I'd just like for you to remember, this is a gift of God. Um, I like to think of it as superpowers. It makes me feel better. Uh, it's supernatural powers. Uh, because this is something that you, you don't just have. It's something that is miraculously given to you. Um, now, we're not talking about handling snakes. And, and we're not talking about uh, speaking in tongues. And, and, that, and those sort of special things that were, that were, I think, in the apostolic age that were the Lord was was sending the ship out of the harbor, so to speak, and he blessed them to, to be able to interpret different languages because of the, the culture uh, at that time. This is, this is now. We don't, we don't need that anymore. Right. We don't need to be able to speak in tongues That's that right. way anymore. Amen. Um, so this is, these are gifts uh, that are much more practical. Uh, Romans 12 and verse 6. <clears throat> Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Okay, so prophecy, this is not um, what you would think it is. This is not somebody getting a vision of, you know, what's going to end times or something. Right. Because all right. of that is taken care of. Right. We, we already know all that the Lord wants us to know. Yeah. Uh, but this, this prophecy um, refers to being able to... to with wisdom, see the consequences of actions. Amen. Amen. Um, and I, I know that, that a lot of times my, my parents have been very good to keep me 
I'd have an idea and they would say, okay, well, if you do that, you know, this is what's going to happen. You know, if you run out in the road, you're going to get hit. If any number of things that I might have wanted to do, they would say there, there are consequences for this course. When we sat here and we, we thought about building a, a, a building, a, a sanctuary or fellowship hall, we sat here and talked with one another. Uh, what, what are, what are going to be the long-term consequences? Yeah. Can we afford this? Can, yeah. Is this going to cause a division in the church? Right. Those are all things that we were thinking about. And some of the, the wiser people who had been through this sort of stuff before, they had the gift of prophecy mm-hmm. because they were able to see well, you know, if we if we get a five hundred thousand dollar building, you know, there's going to be problems down the road. Yeah. You know, they said let's let's keep this small, let's keep this what we can afford, and that's why we were thinking about a fellowship hall. And then, yeah. praise the Lord, uh, He's able to pour out more abundantly Amen. Uh, than Amen. we're able to receive. So, that's what prophecy looks like, and that is a gift given to the church. Amen. Um, verse seven. Also, I want to I want to pick this up. It says. Let, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. So it's, it's going to be proportionate to the amount of faith that you have. Mm-hmm. So this is something, and I believe all these gifts are this way, this is something that can, that can improve with the, with the using. Amen. You can work out your spiritual muscles, and, yeah. the, and those superpowers can get a little more. Amen. And, and I believe that the Lord might even just give you another. He Amen. might give you another gift. That's right. Amen, um, verse 7. Or ministry, let us wait on our ministry. Now, ministry, I'd like to I'd like to look at this word. I'm not I'm not trying to improve on the King James translation by looking at the Greek uh, because I, I I believe if anything, it, it will show that they knew what they were doing when they when they translated this word. The word um, is the word that we we use for deacon. Yeah. Uh, it is it is uh, it means attendance, attendee. Um, it means to serve, um, to minister, to, uh, office of relief, to give relief to somebody. Amen. Um, that's something that, that, that greatly encouraged me to think about that definition because I see that. I, I believe we're very blessed in this church uh, because I was thinking about all of you as I was studying through this and, and trying to think, well, who's, who's, who's really good with this gift? And it was really hard for me to just say one person yeah. because all of you are so blessed with, with this ministering gift. Uh, and I would like to look in the Scripture um, that's over in 2 Timothy. I'd like to show you an example of what this gift looks like. 2 Timothy chapter 1. <clears throat> and we'll look at verse 16. Brother Joe, you didn't drink any of this, did you? No, sir. Okay. <laughs> Just check it. Didn't want, to, didn't want to do that. 2 Timothy 1 and verse 16. The Lord give mercy unto the house of Onesiphorus, for he oft refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. But when he was in Rome, he sought me out very diligently and found me. The Lord grant unto him that he may find mercy of the Lord in that day. And in how many things he ministered unto me at Ephesus, thou knowest very well. So this is coming from Paul, who had you know one of the one of the toughest lives uh, I think that you could imagine. And he says that this man, that when I was in Rome, which when he was in Rome, I think he was in house arrest, he was in, in prison. He said this man sought me out very diligently. He he pursued Paul to find him. I, I need to help him. 
to this is this is what a good ministering gift should look like. That's right. It's not just oh well, I'll help them if they if he crosses my doorstep. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, this is somebody who sees a need, Amen. and who goes after that, and and finds a way to help that person with that need. Um, this this meant a lot to Paul. This meant a lot just because just because we we he's been so blessed by the Spirit to to write this inspired by the by the Holy Ghost to write the New Testament most of it. Um, and no doubt he's, he saw things that many of us will never see. Yeah. Wondrous things on this earth. But yet he was still subject to discouragement, just like all of us. And he needed some encouragement. <clears throat> now the next one, back over in, in Romans 12. We're just going to kind of march through these. Or, or he that teacheth on teaching... I know a lot of times we probably think uh, right away of a, of, a, of a preacher up here preaching. Uh, but really teaching is, is, means a lot of other different things. Um, look over, look over um, with me in Acts. Acts chapter 18. We're going to look at a little account of, of Priscilla and Aquila. This, this godly couple... Uh, and I believe if you want to if you want to see what it what it is to be a good church member, they're they're a pretty good model That's right. for what it Amen. is. Because we know they're not they're not preachers. We obviously know that she's not a preacher. Yeah. Uh, but they're both not preachers. They're just good church members. That's right. And that's what we all ought to be. Amen. So Acts eighteen, verse twenty four. And a certain Jew named Apollos, I believe this is the same Apollos that, that Brother Luke mentioned before, born in Alexandria, an eloquent man, and mighty in the Scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord, and being fervent in the Spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, and when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them, and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly." This is this is a preacher that looks like he is a dynamite preacher. Right. <laughs> he looks like he is he is filled with the spirit. I mean, I, I want to be that man. I want to I want yeah. to be able to preach like that. But yet, you know, just to just to encourage you, brothers, you know, you may be a great preacher. I guess this is discouraging. I'm sorry, uh, but you may be a great preacher, but you still may you still may be off on something. That's right. Amen. So don't let's not get the big head. Amen. Um, but 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 notice here that these regular church members yeah. took this took this dynamite preacher in and said, "Let's you know you're doing you're doing great, brother, but you know you're a little off on this." And, right. and they brought him. They reined him in. This is this is what it means to be a teacher to Amen. teach. They had a gift of teaching, uh, and you notice that they didn't just call this man out out in the open. Yeah, they took them they took him into them. Probably probably took him to their house. Yeah, um, they were they were good about that in the scriptures. They had their they had the church in their house most of the time. Yeah, um, so I, I'd like to encourage you. Um, you can you can do this. You can teach people yeah. the people Amen. that you're around. You can teach by your actions. Um, but I would like to say this. Um, I'm not encouraging you uh, to go and tell Brother Chris how doctrinally what, what to do. Okay? If he's off on something, you ought to. Um, but, but listen, we get a bad rap. The Primitive Baptists get a bad rap with, with people 
just being really hard-nosed about yeah. some things. Amen. Okay, Lord. and there are there are ways in which you can teach people yeah. without Amen. without being so abrasive. That's right. Okay, Amen. and I think they're a good example of that. They did it privately, no doubt. They did it with plenty of grace and plenty Amen. of love. Well said. Um, because it's hard, it's hard to, to, to realize that this is coming in love yeah. when this person comes at you with fists flying, you know, yeah. boy, you did this wrong, you did that wrong. You know, th- there's a difference between teaching in that way and taking them into your house and teaching them. Um, so yeah. I'd like to encourage you, you can do this in a right way. Amen. Also, uh, Titus chapter 2, if you look over there, Titus chapter 2, in verse 3, I know you you sisters, it says that you're, you're not permitted to preach, to get up here and preach, but yet you still have the responsibility to teach True. Uh, in many ways. Yeah. It says here, Titus 2, verse 3, said, The aged women likewise, that they be in behaviors, become with holiness, not false accusers, not given to much wine, teachers of good things, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. Um, whether you realize it or not, uh, you're, you are teaching your children by the yeah. way that you act. Amen. Uh, and even verbally what you teach them. I, I, I think that this definitely means more than just, uh, just teaching them by the way you're doing things. I believe it actually means sitting down with your children and teaching them verbally from Amen. the Word of God. Even. Um, you have the ability to teach. Um, and I believe that you should teach. Romans 12, we'll go back there. Or he that exhorteth on exhortation to, to exhort. Let me, read, let me give you the Greek of this, this word. The Greek word is, is parakleo, or parakletos is the, the Holy Spirit, it's called that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, is, this is to call near, yeah. yep. to invite to your side, uh, to beseech, to call for, to comfort, to exhort, to entreat, to pray. Um, this is a very sweet thing. And this yeah. is something that I feel like the Lord has, has blessed us abundantly um, in this area. Uh, to have is, is good exhorters to encourage. Turn with me over to uh, Acts 11. I give you a, uh, an example of an, of an encourager. <clears throat> Acts 11, and we'll look in verse 19. Now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus and Antioch, preaching the word to none but unto the Jews only. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus, and the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. Then tidings of these things came into the ears of the church which was in Jerusalem. And they sent forth Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch, who when he came and had seen the grace of God was glad and exhorted them all that that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. 
Now, this is something I feel like we have seen some of. We, I feel like I, this sounds familiar to me because we, we've, we've experienced when, when we'll have a fellowship somewhere, yeah. a, a group of people who have a desire burning in their heart to know the Lord, yeah. and, and we establish a fellowship, and then we go and we, and we try to encourage them. That's what we did with Las Vegas group. They, right. they reached out. They wanted, that in, they, they wanted to have a piece of that. Yeah. And so we went out as much as we could to go exhort them, encourage them. And that's what they did. They sent Barnabas. They said, Barnabas, you go over there. You see what's going on there. See if it's real, and you encourage them. And he did, and he said mm-hmm. that with purpose of heart, they should cleave unto the Lord. Yeah. You know, that, that ought to be our, our motto in life. Amen. That with all the purpose of my heart, I should cleave unto the Lord. Amen. Verse 24 says, For he was a, a good man, and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith, and much people was added unto the Lord. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. Here he is, he's seeking out somebody. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch, and it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. So he went and he, he, he called him back up. He went and got Saul, brought him over. Yeah. And, and they, they stayed there a year. Um, and I, I love the, the friendship between Saul or, or Paul and Barnabas yeah, because they traveled the world together. Right. Um, and, and I believe that, that, that Paul had his personal encourager, Barnabas, yeah. with him. Um, and like I said again, you know, Paul needed that encouragement. Yeah. He needed that encouragement. Yeah. And if you see somebody out there who is, a, who is an encourager, who has that gift, um, you know, they can't minister to themselves with that gift. Right. You know, I, like, I think sometimes we'll say, oh, that person's always chipper and they're such an encourager. They don't really need my encouragement. They don't really need me to go encourage them. That's not how it works. Amen. Uh, it's not a gift to that person. It's a gift to the church. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I'd like for you to, to realize that. If you feel maybe guilty because you feel like you've got a few more gifts than somebody else, it's not for you. Amen. It's a show of, of the Lord's love for the That's church. Right. Not necessarily particularly for you Amen. that you have those gifts. Those gifts are to be used on others. Yeah. Um, so encourage the encouragers because they, they can't encourage themselves. Yeah. Back in Romans 12. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. You know, some people are naturally going to be a little more generous. Um, some people have the desire to give and, and to fit the, the financial needs of others. And it could be material needs. It could be, you know, if somebody needs food or needs clothing. Um, and it just tends to be that the Lord has blessed those people who have that desire with a little more to give. Um, and I'm not saying that you game the system and, and just try to convince yourself to be really generous and then the Lord will give you money because I don't really think that's that right. the Lord's in the business of, of yeah. dealing with you that way. But I'm just saying that's something that I've noticed is that it just tends to be that way. But even so, I've seen people who were poor and would give you the shirt on their back. Right. You know, um, this, is, this is something that is absolutely, I think, essential. You know, we... We'd like to think that we, we don't have to operate on money, but we do. That's right. We really do. Absolutely. We have to in this world. Amen. Um, so giving is a gift. It really is. It's one of the superpowers that yeah. the Lord has given. And it says, you notice that 
that this is one of the few gifts that he tells how to do it. Yeah. He says, do it with simplicity. Mm-hmm. Um, don't, don't when you, when you put your money up here, you know, don't wave it around right. and say, this is, this is a big bill going in. <laughs> you know, this is talking about doing it in, with simplicity. Amen. This means that you don't care. You really don't care who knows Amen. Well, how much you give. Right. He that ruleth with diligence. You know, there are some people that the Lord just blesses to be good leaders. Mm. And there are some that are natural leaders that don't do it with diligence. Right. Yeah, that's so right. this is another one of those that He, that he dictates how you're supposed to Amen. use it. If you, if you find yourself to be a natural leader that you tend toward being a leader, you need to make sure that you are that you are studying the word out so that you can lead with diligence. That's right. Amen. You you brothers, whether you like it or not, you're going to have to lead your home. Amen. And you need to be able to do it with diligence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how do you do that? Well, you you kind of really need to have some of these other gifts. You need Amen. to have a little prophecy to be able to tell what's going to happen if I if I teach my if I act this way in front of my kids yeah. down the road. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. This is one I feel like that I, I really, I'm not sure that I have mercy. Uh, I, I, have, I have a hard time being patient sometimes with myself and with others. But you notice here, mercy, mercy is something, mercy is having compassion on people. Yes. You know, yes. Mercy is... Um, is sympathizing with somebody and hurting for them. Right. And that's why I think it's so interesting that he, he pairs mercy with cheerfulness. <laughs> because, you know, we, we see Brother, Brother Glendon and what he's gone through yeah. with, his, with his son. Yeah. And I hurt for that. Me too. You know, Me too. I mean, my first reaction was praise the Lord that Brother Scott has done with that. Amen. You know, yeah, that's right. But also my, my second reaction is almost the complete opposite. Amen. You know, because that's I right. hurt Amen. deep for Brother Glenn. And, and it's hard to imagine that, that having mercy on him would be paired with cheerfulness. You know, um, but you know, I think, I think it's paired with it because, because in, in having mercy on somebody, you show your love for that person. That's right. And I'm, I'm cheerful about how I love him. Amen, brother. Amen. Uh, you can show mercy on one another, um, and you can be happy about it. You really can. That's how we're supposed to show mercy to one another. Yeah. It's to be so. It's to be cheerful. And I, I'm not saying like annoyingly uh, chipper when they're when they're feeling down. Right. But but in your heart, yeah. you can feel that love yeah. that love yeah. burn in your chest for that person. Um, and that's such an encouragement to me to, to when I'm reminded of our love for one another. Now if you see if you see in yourself one of these gifts or, or maybe a few, I want you to remember that this is a gift to the church. Yeah. Yeah. And and there are a lot of churches That's right. A lot of churches out there uh, that are that are not doing so good. That's right. Yeah. I, I know that we are so spoiled yeah. into thinking that this is the way the entire kingdom is. Mm-hmm. The, the way the all the churches are. But this is not how it is. Right. There's a lot of places that are starving. A lot of places that are not doing so good. Yeah. Um, and so I would exhort us uh, to continue in this, but also for those, maybe for those churches that, that don't have quite this. Amen. You know, 
it, it may just be, and I'm not presuming to know the mind of the Lord, but it may just be because there are gifts out there that are not being used. Right. Amen. So I want you to remember that, that you, you have some, some superpowers that the Lord has given you, and you're supposed to be using that on one another. Amen. Um, and, and we'll, to close, turn with me over to Matthew 25. I want to I read to you the parable of the talents. Because there, there are consequences uh, for you not using your gift. That's right. And there are also consequences if you use them. Amen. Matthew 25 and verse 14. We're going to wrap it up with this. <clears throat> Matthew 25 verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And I believe this is absolutely talking about these same gifts that we're talking about mm -hmm. because this is if you see it it parallels exactly the Amen. kingdom right here mm -hmm. because this is this is the man traveling is is jesus he has set this kingdom up he, he went home he's going to come back for us but in the meantime he's given us gifts he's given us gifts to sustain us because we are his bride he loves his bride and he's going to throw gifts on her Verse 15, And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability, and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same, and made them other five talents. And likewise he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth, and hid his Lord's money. After a long time the Lord of those servants cometh, and reckoneth with them, and so he that hath received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. He's, his Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He also came and did the same with the, with the, uh, with the two talents. Um, then he which had received the one talent, I'm skipping to verse 24, came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping the word thou hast not sowed, and gathering where thou hast not strewed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo there, thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gathered where I have not strewed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming, I should have received mine own with usury. And we'll stop there. Um, you see, there's, there, there is consequences if you have a talent and you don't use it. That's if right. you have a gift. Amen. Now, this is, he's, not, he's not casting him into hell here. That's right. Amen. Um, just, just as Brother Joe preached, you are eternally secure in Christ. That's right. But there are timely consequences, and the Lord does sit in judgment on us uh, daily. Amen. You know, we sit before his judgment seat here. And praise God, I believe that when we get there, we won't sit before a judgment Amen. seat. Amen, brother. But we do, we do sit before His judgment seat for our actions here now. Yeah. Um, and this man, I believe that this man who had only one, one talent, I believe he totally misunderstood the Lord. Amen. I believe he misunderstood the, the grace and the love that the Lord had for His people right. and still has. And that's why I think that it's important for us to understand 
that this is not just some talent that He's given to you to hold on to and keep it safe. Amen, amen. Because the Lord can just pour out as many talents as He wants to. That's right. You know, that's right. He doesn't need anybody to keep it safe for Him. That's right. This is something that He's given for the benefit of the church. Amen. And 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 the church can't benefit from it if you're just holding tight to it. Jesus. Amen. That's right. Okay. So I want to encourage you. Find out what your gifts are. Look and dig into this and, and, and dig into yourself. Find out what your gifts are and use them. Start, start using them to minister to others. Yeah. And if you, if you don't know what your gifts are, I, I've thought about each one of you. You can come and talk to me. I can tell you some of your gifts. <laughs> um, or, or what I see at least. Amen. Um, but use them. Use those gifts because they're not given to you. They're given to the church. And, I, and I'm, I'm so thankful that the Lord our God loves us so much that he, would, that, he would not just, that he would not just establish this church, but that He would give us all that we need, yeah. all that we need to thrive. Amen. The Lord is not in the business of shutting churches down. Amen. Amen. We, we, we do that pretty good on our own. That's right. That's right. But, but what we need to do here is, is to, to, to think not just about ourselves, but to think generations from now amen you know the it's it's funny how it works because the lord expects us to live every day as if the resurrection's coming right but he also he also wants us to be good stewards of what he's given us amen. and to plan as if he's not going to come for another thousand yeah, years okay right. so we need to we need to be ready to have this church to be to 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 set a good example to future generations. Amen. And the way to do that is to use those gifts. Amen. To use them as much as you can. Exhort one another. To be, to be ready to teach one another and love one another. Show mercy. Yeah. And that's good. And also, last thing I'll say is that we notice that what happened to those people who the Lord gave those talents to and they used them, the Lord increased them. That's right. The Lord gave them more. Yeah. If the Lord sees somebody who is using those gifts faithfully and is trying to encourage the church, the Lord may just give that person a few more. Amen. Or He may make you aware of some that you didn't know you had. That's right. Um, so please, church, please use your gifts that, you, that you've been given. It'll be an, a complete asset to the church. Amen. Amen. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.